and welcome to episode 10 of Let's Talk About It. I'm your host, the D-I-D-I-S, double K-Y, Diddy Sky, and we are on episode 10. I am beyond ecstatic. I am so excited about our episode and where we are in this show. And as you can see, I am rocking my The Daughter of a Junkie t-shirt because our special guest tonight is the author of The Daughter of a Junkie, Tierney Gundy. It is going to be so good. You guys, tune in, call a friend, tell everybody they want to be right here with us tonight. But of course, I wouldn't be at episode 10 if I did not have my co-host, my sidekick. I call him the voice of God. Give it up for Major. Yo, Dee. What's happening? Diddy, how you doing? I am, I am, Diddy. You know, I'm trying to figure out how I feel emotionally, and I'm really getting in tune with my emotional reservoir. Okay. And so I want to say that uh, I am magnanimous. That ain't no good word. Never. I, okay. That's not a good word. <laughs> magnanimous. I feel good. I feel well, we good. Words. We can make up some words now. You know, we I feel can do good. That. How, how are you, Diddy? I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. And I'm, I'm feeling really good, you know, very rejuvenated. I'm feeling very spirited um, because we are actually going to talk about the Montgomery, Alabama melee. Yeah. Oh my God. Mayhem Montgomery. <laughs> the turn up. The what turn up. up the turn down. We're going to talk about that on a new feature. What were they thinking? We're going to talk right. about that. Oh, I can't gonna wait to talk about that. Yes, yes. And and we also have a very, very awesome surprise for you guys. We have a special treat we're going to be giving away. Don't want to miss this. You do not want to miss this. We are giving away a $50 gift card. And we're going to tell you all about it, how you can um, enter to win. So you don't want to miss a beat of this show because we're going to let you know exactly what you need to do. And Major, today's show is brought to you by Pop Shots. ATL. Pop Shots. Pop Shots ATL is an amazing 360 photo booth and event photography company that knows how to capture memories like nobody else. Perhaps you partied a little too hard at your recent event and can't quite recall all the amazing moments you had with your friends. If Pop Shots ATL was in the building, then you know they caught it all on camera. Their 360 photo booths are sleek and totally customizable with props and backdrops that'll have your guests flexing for the cameras. And check this out, y'all. They have a social media sharing feature that lets everyone show off their pictures and keep those memories alive long after the party is over. Pop Shots ATL takes exceptional care of their customers and pays attention to every little detail. So if you're looking to add some serious fun and unforgettable vibes to your event, Pop Shots ATL is the perfect choice. For more information, visit popshotsatl.com. That's P-O-P-S-H-O-T-S-A-T-L.com. Yo, Pop Shots ATL in the building. That's right. Oh, That's out to Pop Shots ATL. And listen, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So if you are watching right now on my Facebook Live, we don't want you to go over right now, but after the show is over, hop on over. And you definitely want to do this because of that uh, $50 gift card that we're giving away. But hop on over 
to our YouTube channel. Let's talk about it, Didi Sky. And be sure to like, share, and subscribe because we also have uh, bonus shows that we you know, produce that pop up. We get these special guests and you don't want to miss not one episode because it gets better and better and better. It's like fine wine. Oh it's yeah. <laughs> fine wine. Didi, I think I'd like to win that gift card. I, 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 I think, don't know. Huh? Yeah, no, you, you no. won't, you can't win. You can't enter. Sorry. Sorry. So you're going to discriminate. All right. All right. That's cool. I got somebody for you. I got somebody for you, Didi. You're going to discriminate. I got somebody for you. Actually, no, listen, uh, because I'm taking the $20 from me. I forgot to tell you that. We're, I'm taking $25 from me and $25 from you, from your money, and we put in a ticket. <laughs> 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 oh, but listen, guys, again, don't miss any, any piece of tonight's episode because you definitely want to find out all about winning that $50 gift card. Okay, so I am so super excited. Our featured guest tonight earned her Juris Doctorate degree from the University of Georgia School of Law. She received her undergraduate degree from Clark University. She is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. She's a lawyer, a judge, and a proud proclaimed daughter of a junkie. Please welcome to the show, my mentor, Tierney Gundy. show as i mentioned in the introduction you are certainly my mentor you are someone who i look up to who i admire and i am just honored and elated to have you as a guest on my show tonight so welcome thank you thank you i'm so happy to be here i'm so proud of you 10 episodes is a like in you know television world it's an entire season yes. so congratulations on your first yes. season this is Thank amazing yes. major i feel magnanimous <laughs> <laughs> what was the word magnanimous i think magnanimous. it was i think it was magnanimous you don't even uh, know. <laughs> yeah i think it, i think it was magnanimous hey, I feel you magnanimous know. Okay, I can't no, even don't, don't ask me to define it. Hey, <laughs> listen, 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 uh, Tierney, uh, I have I have some concerns that I want to bring to your attention before we get started. Earlier, uh, my co-host and co-producer, Dee Dee, she discriminated against me uh, for entering into a contest that I feel that I feel is public. Okay. And I just wanted your take on that because I heard you have some background in law. So I just want to know how I can retaliate. Well, I no longer practice law. I see what? that we have Jessica Washington with us, who yes. is a wonderful lawyer. And maybe you can engage Jessica to represent you in this alleged discrimination suit. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Major, for trying. You, but you failed. You failed magnanimously. Magnanimously. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tierney, let's jump right in. Let's let's hop right in. I'm I'm so ready for this because I know that it is going to, um, it's it's going to be a healing show. It's going to be 
um, one that we will learn from, we will be educated with. And so let's get right into this interview. The title of your book is The Daughter of a Junkie, A True Love Story. Yeah. I love that. As a, as a daddy's girl, I, I, it just warms my heart. Uh, but let's talk about how that applies to your life. You were born and raised in Duval. You are my homegirl, South That's Florida. Right. Florida, Florida girls. That's right. I can certainly relate to that. But what was your life growing up? Um, my life growing up was good and bad. You know, so it was good in a sense that there's not been a day, an hour, a minute, a second that I have not felt loved. Mm. And so to me, um, that is the greatest part of my life story that there mm. has, I have always been unconditionally, unconditionally loved yeah. by both of my parents, mm. my mother and my father. They mm -hmm. always, always showed up for me. The yeah. bad part was the junkie stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, and, and here is what's really interesting about this. This is how delusional, I guess, we may have been as children. Mm. We didn't even really know how bad it was because that was just our reality. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how crazy some of the things that my sister and I went through until mm -hmm. I actually started writing and thinking about my own children. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, my entire life, I've walked through the world thinking, oh, I'm fine. Oh, this is fine. And mm -hmm. then I was actually, I started writing and I was like, this is really crazy. Right. And right. I couldn't imagine my children doing the things I had to do at five, seven, eight, mm. nine, eleven. I just, you know, so... But I'm grateful for those things because I think all of it went into me becoming who I am. Right, exactly. So, so um, I wouldn't change anything. Mm -hmm. It just became a reality to me where, you know, you matured. I grew right. up, I became a mother, I became a lawyer, I had a career. And so I looked at the world differently. But as a child, the only thing I ever really cared about was my father and my mother mm. and staying with them. Staying so with more them. than anything, I call us the core four, my sister, myself, my father, and my mother. More than anything, my sister and I just did not want our family torn apart. Mm -hmm. So we I could understand. deal with the bad days. We right. couldn't deal with not being with each other. Mm -hmm. So um, I intended your book cover reveal event hosted by Dr. Jackie from Married to Medicine. And you made a request to the audience about your parents. Tell the audience about that. So there are going to be parts in this book that are very dark. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be some parts that are quite asinine. Mm in a fact of that you would think that my parents were negligent and you're going to want to judge them. Mm -hmm. And so at my cover reveal, I asked the audience and now I'm asking the audience here as well. I am begging you to resist that urge. Mm. Because see here that everybody keeps asking me about how I feel and um, you know how my daddy feels, like because it's everybody looks at junkie negatively. 
Mm -hmm. Like, what does your dad feel about you writing this book? Right. My dad thinks he's the star of the book. So he's fine. He's supportive. Mm -hmm. But my biggest fear was hurting my family. Mm. And so I want you to love them the way that I do. I want you to love them with all of their flaws, with all of their mistakes. I want you to know that they did the best they could mm -hmm. and that they love me unconditionally. And that is what I lean on. I don't lean on the negative. Mm -hmm. And so it, when you get a chance to read the book and hopefully you and all of the readers will, um, you'll see that I spent some time in the beginning really developing who they are mm -hmm. because I want you to fall in love with them before I take you through the darkness right I really I guess the word that I should use is you may be disappointed in them at times mm -hmm. but I don't want you to judge them because mm -hmm. I love them Right, right. They were young, right? They, your parents were young when they had you? My dad was 22 and my mom was 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they were essentially right. teenagers. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about the addiction. Um, I saw in another interview uh, that you did, and you mentioned that your father had been addicted to crack. Was it crack? He was addicted to crack cocaine. He's addicted to crack, but since the 70s. 1978. I don't remember. What, tell us about that because I can't recall crack being present. I didn't know crack was present in the 70s. Yeah. So um, in the 70s and even now, my father calls it freebasing. And some people don't know that freebasing and Crack is the same thing. Crack is the street name, but I mean, I guess freebasing is too, but it's it's more of a chemical term, uh -huh. freebasing. And so uh, my father was introduced to freebasing by an older gentleman. So clearly mm. he had been freebasing for a while because he was very familiar. So it just, um, my father says that it didn't become mainstream mm -hmm. until Richard Pryor set himself on fire. And that's kind of when it became conscious for everyone else because he was this big star and right. so he set himself on fire and now everybody knows what crack cocaine is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. Because it just kind of came through. I, I grew up in, uh, in, in, the, in the hood in West Lauderdale area in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and I just, you know, I remember that kind of that rush of, of when it was present in our community because you started to see it, you know, um, and you, we started to hear our uh, friends, you know, parents or family members or sisters and them saying things were missing and, and seeing them on the street and all of that, like the onset of it um, in my community. Yeah. You start seeing yeah. the devastation of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I have to be honest, um, I know functioning alcoholics, I, I know functioning, you know, um, cocaine addicts, prescription drug addicts, 
So do you consider your father to be functioning? No, and neither does he. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so in my family, and again, this is something that is on a family by family basis, the way mm -hmm. to deal with your own um, set of facts and the addiction in your family really lies within your own family. Right. And right. so my father does not believe in functioning because he says that whenever he is freebasing, he is not functioning. He cannot do anything. He cannot okay. eat. He does not drink. He's dehydrated. Um, my father has a lot of children. He cannot mm -hmm. produce any children during that time. Mm. So the only thing that he can do when he's on drugs is drugs. So in okay. his definition, he's like, that's not functioning. Now, I understand mm. that people say, oh, he's functioning because he pulls himself out and he shows oh. up to things for you. Or mm -hmm. he goes back to work and try and get himself back on. But that's really just him fighting sobriety one day at a time. So okay. we don't believe in functioning addict. You're just mm -hmm. an addict who mm -hmm. gets up and fight one day at a time. Yeah. Um, and in that uh, cover release interview that you did with Dr. Jackie, you also mentioned an experience during your childhood about working on Christmas. Tell us about that, because I found that to be pivotal. I mean, I, I thought that was really, really heart-wrenching almost, but you felt, I, I felt it because I can kind of remember being, uh, you know, six years old. And if I made a commitment at six, whether it was going to dance class, um, doing some kind of tour or, you know, whatever I agreed to do a pageant or whatever that was, my mom made me keep my word. There, there was no if, ands, or buts about it. I, learned from that experience and my word has been born since so tell us about that christmas experience so for the record you do understand that i have fulfilled my work commitment of the day i mm -hmm. done everything i was supposed to do it was time for me to get off uh-huh so right my father extended my work day at five years old because we were busy five years old Five years old, and he said he needed me to work because at five years old, I used to sit on a, stand on a milk crate. We had mm -hmm. a clothing store. Um, we had a clothing store, and I was standing on the milk crate, and I would run the cash register. Mm -hmm. So him and my mom would wait on the customers, and when it would be time for them to check out, I would check them out. And initially, people would think we were playing a joke on them. But then when I would give them the correct amounts and, you know, count their money really fast, count their change really fast, they would be like blown away. Wow. At five. At five years old. Wow. But see, here was the thing. It was Christmas Eve. My grandmother was there to take all of the children to a Christmas Eve party at her house. And I had worked all day. I was in a great mood. All day. I had worked all day. That's what I'm saying. Because I heard you saying, oh, my mom made me keep my commitments. I had kept my commitment. You, you had done what you were supposed to do. You yes. Were, you weren't supposed to be working on it. You I, had, I had worked my shift. <laughs> At five. Oh and my, my grandmother God. and aunt came to pick me up. And they, I mean, my aunt lost it. 
And my, I mean, they just, they still talk about it to this day. Like how crazy was it? And I mean, my dad was dead serious. And then Mm. they tried to speak, talk reason with my mother. And she just did the, whatever he said. Uh Uh-huh. And that was Christmas. That was Christmas. Well, Rochelle, Rachel said, wow. You know, uh, of course our audience can participate and engage. They can ask questions. I'm sorry. Yes, they can ask questions. Uh, shout out to Levi um, and also Jessica is in the house as well. So thank you all for yes, tuning in. Jessica is my baby, just yes. like you. Thank <laughs> you, Levi. Yes. Um, so but did that experience was, was crazy? So it was like, yeah. he, and, he, and, and he didn't let me leave. He didn't let you leave. He didn't let me leave. I had to stay and I had to work because he said that he needed me to work because we were busy mm-hmm. and this was our family business. And I was a part of the family enterprise and mm-hmm. he depended on me. He depended on me. Wow. Wow. Did that experience create the drive and the work ethic that you possess today? Absolutely. I mean, I can't see any other way to be honest with you, because if you think about it, I don't have a life where I can't remember not working. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my father always said, there's always going to be someone better than you, smarter than you, prettier than you, but you can control whether they outwork you. Mm. So I I have always, 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 like in my family, we had a motto. We work while everybody else is sleeping. That's right. We're sleeping. We up working, which is why we're going to always win, which is why we're always going to get ahead. Yes. Yes. How did you manage? You you mentioned that there are some very dark parts in your book. How did you manage to relive those most challenging um, portions of your life writing this book? You and I were talking a little bit earlier about that. And I know that for me, I've, I've been writing parts of books for a while, but I lost my brother in 86. He was murdered. And that's a part of the fiber of, of my book. And every time I would dive in it, I would stop. I, I just could not get into it. Um, and the same thing, you know, with the recent book that I was writing, every time I really started, as, when I was writing while I was in it, in the circumstance, it was easier because it was like a journal and I was literally dictating my experience. But stepping outside of it and trying to write and relive those experiences were sometimes just devastating for me. So how did you get through that? I talked about this last night. I have a monthly event called PIN where I invite Mm -hmm. women and I'm the moderator. Um, And we just talk about like their road to success. Well, last Mm -hmm. night we flipped it and Tanya Sam came in and moderated and I was the panelist and we Mm -hmm. talked about the book. And we got on this subject matter, and I actually got emotional about it last night. Um, I'm going to try and keep it together today. Okay. <laughs> um, surprisingly enough, there was a roadmap in my head from beginning to end of the book. I could see the entire book from the day I started. Mm-hmm. All of the things that people would think or will think was really hard for me, wasn't. So 
Um, there'll be times where, you know, I'm going in a crack house to get my dad. That doesn't bother me. Um, my uncle almost kills my mom's ex-husband. That doesn't bother me. There's so many things that you would think that as a child, it would trigger something in me. The only thing that was really, really hard for me to relive was my sister's accident, her near-death accident. Because everything that I had survived, I survived with her. Mm -hmm. She is the only reason, because some people think that, you know, that they're, they ask us all the time, why aren't y'all crazy or more damaged or more traumatized? How do you have such a positive outlook? And I always, always tell them, Mia Michelle Gundy. Like she is the reason that I am still standing because whenever I was weak, she was strong. And whenever she was weak, I was strong. So we always had somebody carrying the weight. And so when I almost lost her in real life, it, it, the thought of it was too much for me to bear. Mm -hmm. And similar to what you're saying about when you lost your brother, like, I know exactly what you mean because, again, I had a roadmap in my head. Mm -hmm. I skipped that part. Like, I knew where it was supposed to be in the book. Right. I that point, skipped over it, and finished the book. But I hadn't finished her chapter. Because I couldn't, mm. to your point, I could not relive. Like, I, I um, you know, one day I spent seven hours on one sentence. Oh, I, I yeah. couldn't, like, I was frozen because the smell of the hospital, her mm -hmm. hospital room and her blood, it overwhelmed me in a way that felt too real. So every time I tried to write, I was paralyzed like I was sitting in that hospital waiting room waiting to see whether my sister was going to live or die. And the driver, her boyfriend, was decapitated on impact. So their family was at the morgue and my family was at the hospital praying. And I just, I couldn't get over that hurdle. And, um, you know, the, the book is only finished because two of my best friends told me, well, why don't you see what Mia remembers? Now, Mia remembers nothing about her accident. Mm-hmm. But she has a great memory of what happened afterwards. Right. And so weeks after trying to finish the book. Now, remember, I skipped her chapter. Right. To that point, Skip, I had finished the book. I just had this big hole. And, and, and candidly, no disrespect to my parents, because they are the ones who taught us that you all are going to love each other more than you love us. The book was not complete without her. There is no book without her. Mm -hmm. That was the most important chapter of the book to me. Because that's the chapter of why I'm alive. 
Mm. Like if I had lost me, then I'd have lost myself. I'd have lost my way. I'm not, and I'm not saying this gently. I just know the connection and the bond and the divine love that we had for each other. It would have devastated my whole entire existence. Mm. And so they suggested to me to see what Mia remembers. Mm -hmm. So I just sent her a text message and I said, when you have time, hey, can you just jot down some bullets? You don't have to write it out in anything like that. I just want to see what you remember, don't remember. So she sent it, but I ignored it. A couple days later, she's like, hey, did you get my message? I was like, yeah, I got it. But I still couldn't even read her message. Wow. I skipped over it. Mm. I didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So a few days later, I read the message. And I knew again, this divine connection, you know, like every else in my life, she completes me. Mm-hmm. When I read it, she had written it out so beautifully. It was everything I needed. It was everything the book was missing. She finished the book. Oh. So she's the only person who writes firsthand in the book other than me. Oh, I can't wait. Oh my goodness. Because I, I know your sister and your family. Um, and I have five sisters. There's five of us. And then it was my one brother. Yeah. Um, and I, that bond that you're mentioning and being able to, uh, hold each other up. During- you can't do it in the ghetto by yourself. You cannot yeah. survive alone. Right. Nowhere, yeah. especially in the ghetto. It mm-hmm. just, you just, you won't make it. Yes. Yes. Now, did you receive any opposition about the book? Was anybody like, uh, I don't know about you putting all this tea out here in these streets. You know, I, like, did anybody, was anybody against it or was there any hesitation? Well, my daddy, um, he read the first hundred pages along with my sister. Um, my mom said she would just wait till the end. And then when I had the first draft, my daddy read the whole thing. He only had issues with two points in the entire book. Okay. Mm-hmm. One, he thought I cursed too much in the book. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad doesn't really curse. Yeah, so he thought I cursed too much. Uh-huh. And he was like, wow, do you have to curse so much? And I'm like, you have your vice and I have my vice. Right, right. Yeah, that's mine. And then um, there was a part in there that I won't give any spoilers yet. Mm-hmm. There was a part where he thought that my brother, who is from another woman, would have an issue with something that I share. Oh, okay. And so he was mm-hmm. like, that's going to be uncomfortable for him. But I spoke to my brother. And my brother was like, why would I be uncomfortable with the truth? Okay. So you did you speak with pretty much everyone who's mentioned in the book? No. <laughs> Yeah, and so there's another main character, my Auntie Robin. Uh-huh. 
Okay. And so she's my favorite auntie. I mean, you know, that's where I got my cursing from, which drives her crazy because I say that, you know, I just want to be able to curse like Auntie Robin. I used to practice oh. when I was a little girl. I mean, she's so eloquent with it. It's just mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah, I never it's beautiful. Anybody curse like her. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, I mean, she's so good at it. It just, yeah. you know, growing up, you, you know, kids find the strangest things cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, other than being beautiful and gorgeous and stylish, I just thought she was the coolest woman on the planet, you know, mm -hmm. like a Foxy Brown. Right. I mean, but she could like, I mean, it was just so smooth the way she cursed, but it was so forceful. Yes. And fierce. And so it drives her crazy. But um, she's in the book. She also had an addiction with crack cocaine that she battled in the 80s. So my grandmother was dealing with two children. Okay. And um, when I first started writing the book, and I had the draft. She was one of the people who actually said what you just said. Like, you sure you want to do this? Mm. Like, this is a lot. You know? Mm. And so I say, yes, auntie. I have to do this for me. You know what I mean? I said, because this is my story. Mm -hmm. Too many people have been telling my story. It's time right. for me to tell my own story. And mm -hmm. so that includes family as well. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. maybe a couple months went by and Viola Davis came out, her book came out yes. and she did this interview with Oprah. Mm -hmm. And so my aunt read the book and she watched the interview and she called me and we're not an emotional family. Mm -hmm. She called me with tears in her voice and she said, I get it now. Oh, wow. I truly get it. Because she said there are things in Viola Davis's book that she know her family probably didn't want her to discuss. Right. She know that there were things that were hurtful or embarrassing. Mm -hmm. She said, but when Viola explained that she did this for her, mm -hmm. that it was her story and nobody else's story, and that she had to take her own power with it. Mm -hmm. She was like, all I could see and hear was you. And so she apologized to me and said, I am so sorry for ever trying to dissuade you. I support you 100% and I'm going to fight with you or for you with anybody to understand that you had to do this. Right, right. And so there's power in that title, The Daughter of a Junkie. Yes. You, you took your power back from the community, from the neighborhood you grew in, from the mocking. How did, tell us really quick how you and uh, me and Michelle decided to take that power back. Yeah, at a very young age. So again, I'm a mother, I'm a lawyer, I'm a judge. Before I was any of that, I was the daughter of a junkie. That's mm -hmm. all. And that's really where the title came from. I know it's jarring to people, but I've been calling myself that my entire life. So you would meet my sister and I, and within the first 10 minutes, we would be like, we the daughter of a junkie. We the daughter of a J. My daddy is a J. What? Like, we're going to put it out there and take it away from you because we never wanted anyone to believe that they could use that against us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We live in a very small community. People right. are going to find out. They're going to know it. Mm -hmm. And they would try and weaponize it against us 
and other families. Right. We, we exactly. saw them do that to other people. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that it was wrong. That's right. That's because right. I love that. We always looked at it as a disease. Mm-hmm. And I know that now, you know, culturally, people are really catching up to that. But growing up, I always thought that my father, yes, Levi, I did think that my father was fighting a disease. Mm-hmm. I have an uncle who I talk about in the book as well. His name is Uncle Daly. He's gone. And so he was gay. And my grandfather um, basically disowned him mm-hmm. because he was gay. He came out as gay. And so when I got older and he was back in the family, because we, of course, all made up, including my grandfather, and I asked my uncle, I said, you know, why wouldn't you just not tell granddaddy? Because he said he knew that his dad was going to act like that. Uh-huh. Right. And I said, so why don't you just not tell him? And he said that he couldn't live like that. But he told me that he wanted me to be very clear and understand that as a black man, especially a black man in the South, mm-hmm. he would have never chosen to live a life like that unless it was true to him. Right. My father did not choose to be an addict. Mm-hmm. My father is an amazing man, an mm-hmm. amazing father. He would not choose to make this decision. It's a disease. Right. He would not, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he doesn't want to put himself in that position. Exactly. He doesn't want to take things away from his family or his children. Right. It's definitely a disease. It is. It is. I, I totally agree with that. Um, so are you working on a documentary? We got the book. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm doing a mini documentary. It's not quite a documentary. Um, so in this process, and it actually came from Auntie Robin because okay. she wanted me to, again, she wanted me to re, um, watch this interview with her, with Viola and Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I told her, she wanted me to do it while I was writing. I said, Auntie, I can't do it while I'm writing. I got to finish this book. Like I was on the deadline. But as soon as I finished writing the book, I watched it. And it was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I just love the way Viola, who is just one of our the, the best actress, actors of our time. Yes. And so I'm not Viola Davis, but I did want to bring my story to life. Viola was Mm -hmm. able to do it in her own words. I wanted people to meet my family, especially see my father and my mother, because I really wanted you to like them first. Mm -hmm. So that when we go through the parts that are disappointing, that you're just disappointed, but you don't hate them. Right. Because you oh, I love the protection. I love, I love the protection. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I love the protection. I am like that with my mommy and my daddy. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. the mini dot will be screened at the book release party. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Well, Tierney, I am. This interview has been enlightening educational, impactful. Um, it has really just it has helped me. You have poured into me and you 
unbeknownst to you, I don't know if you know this, but you have you've poured into my life um, probably without, you know, even recognizing it because I've watched you, you know, and I, I watch your character, your demeanor, how you stand for what you believe in. And, I, you know, you are you're just an amazing, amazing woman. I remember meeting you for the very first time and thinking, oh, my God, she is beautiful. But then having the opportunity to actually get to know you, I was like, she's bad. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like, I'm like, the beauty is one thing, but that baby is bad. Like, that sister there is something to, you know, a force to be reckoned. And so. Yeah, my um, dad never wanted us to lean on our beauty. He yeah. said he was going to be a woman of substance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that you are. But before you go, and we're gonna we're gonna talk all about the book, how we're you know how our our audience can find the book. We want to play a quick game with you. Okay, I like games. Don't think about it. So Major is going to put thirty seconds, thirty one seconds on the clock. And I'm going to ask you a few questions and you don't have time to think about it. You got to give me the first thing that hits your mind. The first thing. Okay, hey, I want to get the rules straight. Do I have to answer all of the questions before 30 seconds? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do I win the $50 gift certificate? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, we'll just take that from Major's uh, cut. We'll give you okay. Major's cut. I'm ready. No, it it sounds like we're getting ready to have okay. ourselves a class action lawsuit. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all yeah, right. it's actually, a, it's we're going to put a minute on the clock for you. Oh, a minute uh, on today. the clock. Yeah, we're no, going to put a minute on the clock seconds. for you. I'm competitive. Don't make it <laughs> for me. Oh, no. you Okay. All you right. I won. What, what is it? 60 seconds? It's 60 seconds. Okay. 60 seconds. Let's go. Let's get ready to play. Don't think about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right. And we are ready to roll. Favorite vacation location? Miami, Florida. Song you play to get ready for a night out with your girlfriend? I don't play any music to get ready. <laughs> Concert, front row or box seats? Front row. One regimen you do for your self-care. Sleep. Favorite designer piece you won't leave home without? I don't have one of those. I don't That's believe in designers that I can't live without. I was poor. Oh, love it. Denzel Washington or Idris Elba? Oh, that one was hard. Tie. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Who would play you in your biopic? Oh my God, that's so good. I think that, um, I can't think of her name, but she's amazing. Um, oh my God, she played in the Tyler Perry movie. She has uh, the brother who's an actor. Mm -hmm. um, she's the little girl in the New Orleans movie. What is her name? Oh, Jessie Smollett. Yes, she's a bad sister. Yes, yes, yes. She would, she would, she would play a great tyranny. She would be yes. great at that. Our time is up, but I, I want to ask this question. A movie that made you cry. Um, what is the name of the movie? See, I can't remember the name of it, but I'm going to give you the background and maybe it'll come to me. Okay. Um, 
it was the movie where, oh my God, what is his name? Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, he cried because my son cried at the end when oh. they hung him. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. Um, he just, he was overwhelmed with awe of how that could happen to a man. Mm -hmm. So yes. looking at my child cry made me cry. Made you cry. Well, thank you so much for being a great sport and playing Don't Think About It with us tonight. And thank you for being here. Tell the audience how they can pre-order your book and when they can expect for it to come out. Well, I have a surprise for you. I kind of got surprised. So I'm going to share an exclusive with you. Oh, I actually got my book in the mail today, Dee Oh, my gosh. This is the first copy that I ever found. Oh, I'm my so goodness. I'm so excited to share it Yes, it's like a real it's book. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It. It's a book. Yes. I'm so yes. excited. But you can pre-order. The ebook. I also have an audio book that uh -huh. is incredible. It's scored with my original soundtrack music performed by Iman Ramadan. Mm -hmm. And of course, the hardcover on Amazon.com. All you have to look up is The Daughter of a Junkie or my yes. name, Journey Gundy. Yes. yes. And it's also available for you in the link description. So it's easy. Just click on that link, it'll take you right to Amazon. So, oh my goodness, congratulations. The book is here and the book released is, what's the date? August 22nd, but you're coming to my party on August 23rd. Yes, I am. I will be right there. I will be is right Major there. Major coming, Major. Major. Oh, wow, are we serious? I've, I've, never, I've never been invited to a party before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll come. I know Jessica's coming. Yes. Oh yeah, well we're definitely gonna have to get together and powwow and really just hey, brainstorm. Man, you guys can come too. Yeah, That's we're we're right. gonna make it a whole thing. We'll Everybody make it a whole thing. Can come. Well, thank you again so much, and tell them how they can I follow you and oh, stay connected. I'm so oh. sorry. I was just saying how much I love you. Oh, <laughs> I love you too. I love you I too. No, this is so so good. I appreciate yes, you so much. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. That you means a lot. Me. All you have to put in is the daughter of a junkie. Even on IG, that's my handle. The daughter that's of a junkie. That's right. Well, thank you again. Um, I am, again, my heart is full. And you definitely rounded off. I'm so episode. glad I was episode 10. That's right. <laughs> episode 10. Thank you so much because you are a 10, honey. And we will be sure to support, support, support. Love you so much. And you have a Love wonderful you, night. This was wonderful. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I am just like teary eyed. Oh, my goodness. Besides the fact that Major is going to try to do a class action lawsuit against us, but we, we're not going for it. Didi, I, I've been thinking I've been thinking about it and I've been thinking about how far we've come and I, I think I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop the lawsuit. You're gonna drop it already? I'm yeah, I I am I'm, I'm, I'm gonna drop the lawsuit. 
Oh, goodness. Shouts out to Tierney Gundy, the daughter of a Jay. My yes, girl. That, my Jay. girl. <laughs> that's hardcore. Yo, that story, though. Wow. it all the wow. way in. Oh, my Riveting, God. Heartbreaking. Relatable. Relatable. Nice. Relatable. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, yeah. and, and, and just the power behind it. The fact that she has shared her story and is sharing her story so authentic, uh, um, authentic. What is it? Authentically, authentically. I think. So authentically. I'm getting with words with like you. Um, <laughs> sharing, sharing her 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 story and it's her story, and I can't wait. Yeah. I'm so excited to to read it. Um, but Major, are you ready for what were they thinking? Yeah, DDI, because we do need to find out what the hell they have been thinking now. What the f were they thinking? Yeah, so, well, so, so you from you from the city, so I know you have some feelings about well, what's going on. You no, know, I, I am not from there. As I'm you know, I'm I'm a Florida girl, but I actually attended school in Montgomery, in Alabama. Alabama. I attended right. Alabama State University. And the Riverwalk, just to give you a little backstory, back when I was in school, and if anybody is on here, Stephanie, um, any of my classmates from the Alabama State University, if you're here, um, I can't remember in the 90s if um, we actually rode the, you know, the, the ferry boat in the 90s. I believe that the Riverwalk was just like a place that people would go and walk around. It was more like a park. I don't remember there being boats back during the 90s when I was there. Um, but nonetheless, of course, everyone in the world knows about the melee that happened uh, with the river river boat um, you yeah. know, staff member. What are they calling and, it? The sweet tea? The, the Alabama sweet, sweet tea party? <laughs> yes. so, so this is um, what were they thinking? But it has a little mix of um, I hate the net because, of course, <laughs> Levi's already started. Purchased two, Major, you done purchased two chairs. <laughs> yeah, I was saving that for later, uh, Levi. You kind of oh, let the God. cat out the bag, man. Listen, I don't condone violence. I do not. I do not. However, however, dot com period. I, I am a Florida girl, too. And um, we are about that life when it comes to protecting ourselves and uh, our people and our nucleus. And so, right. um, that uh, staff member, that employee of the, the boat, the river boat, um, was he a co-captain or something? Um, but he did not deserve to be jumped. He was doing his job. He was doing his job. Right. And uh, so let's take a look at some of the uh, clips that we've seen already because the net, the net does not have a, they don't take a break. Like they are on it. They don't waste the any time. Like I, I can't imagine how people get this stuff up so fast. <laughs> Because it was Saturday. It, yeah, it's it impressive. By Sunday, the memes were Rachel. By Sunday, the memes were there. They were already on and popping. So let's yeah. go ahead and, and, and take a look at some of those uh memes that have been present all yeah. throughout our social media platforms. So Didi, this one is from the shade room. Like people uh -huh. are really going in. <laughs> That's a real ass tattoo. Dude. 
That's a real good one. It says Montgomery, Alabama, August 5th, 2023. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not even a joke. It's, it's not it's, even a joke. No, it's serious. The, the chair. The chair, the chair actually has um, more publicity than uh, some of the people who were involved. The chair has been uh, a, a staple on oh, yeah. social media. So oh, yeah, they got I, all kind I, of like little products and stuff going on along. Like everybody getting in on like people are monetizing the struggle here. <laughs> like dead serious, man. <laughs> queen, uh, queen peace. Now I, if, I'm telling you, if I was a lady, I would rock those. You would rock the Those are kind of nice. Those are kind of nice. Oh gosh. So as we're looking through these clips, um, these images, oh my God, keep that thing on me. I keep that thing on me. Look at the chair. The chair is like a cross pose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Buying Christmas gifts early this year. Pick your color now. I've actually no. also seen um, the designer chairs. I've the seen designer the designer chairs. chairs. Yes, designer. They're, they're already covered in Louis Vuitton or, um, or Gucci or whatever. Just off the chain. Off and they're probably the selling chain. too. Yes. Now you know yeah. this guy, right? Yeah, so DJ Monte posted this, right? And I seen this, and I was like, there's no way there's really a shirt. So I actually went and checked it out on Amazon, Didi. There is legitimately a shirt. This is a yeah. real shirt, and we link it down in the description for you for anybody that wants to celebrate uh, this wondrous occasion, if you feel that way. The link for this T-shirt is down in the description, so check it out. We have the link for the T-shirt. The T-shirt, I'll put your picture on the T-shirt. Oh, that's a song, a Florida song. Um, so, gosh, the T-shirt is already out. You can get that link in our description. Um, oh, yeah. So this next picture definitely uh, hits home. Uh, this is my frat brother, actually. He attended the Alabama State University, um, and he is my, my, he's an Omega man. He posted this. This is uh, Neckbone, Benny. All I need in my life for sin. Y'all know that song by Tupac, me and my girlfriend, but he got that <laughs> yeah. chair. <laughs> yeah, that'll go viral right there. All I need in my life for oh. sin. And this is a good times picture. Oh my. Yeah, they went in with this one. This is an actual <laughs> painting, though. This is an actual painting. I couldn't really find. Yeah, you can this... purchase this. Oh, really? So I think somebody really painted. I think this is a painting. With if I'm the, not, yeah. This, and is also, good this is the picture on Good Times, you know, on the on the wall from Good Times. I forgot oh, the yeah. name of it, but they've incorporated the chairs. You know what? Just, just. Oh, we Didi, we got the chairs linked down in the description too. So yes, so, so go ahead to, like, and, and grab those chairs if you're interested. You can certainly purchase you some, get your friends some. You know, get them for the holidays. But I'm telling you now, don't show up with me for a Christmas gift with a folding chair. I don't Yo. want one. <laughs> Yo, Didi, my homegirl, Rock Slay Official, uh -huh. she, uh, her and her husband actually does all these little posts, man. And then she yeah. had me cracking up when I tell you, like, this is actually her husband. But, like, look at the crazy stuff she makes him do. <laughs> oh gosh what did she say she making sure she getting ready she was yeah <laughs> so everybody getting in on it oh gosh oh my lord yeah but it's I... one more it's one more um a reenactment 
that we are sharing from that boy is funny. That boy funny. Uh, we actually have a connection. His aunt, that boy funny, who is actually on um, MTV's Wildin' Out. Um, he is my girlfriend's nephew. And so, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's a Florida boy and he has been doing his thing and he and his friends did a reenactment. I don't know how they had time. I just don't understand. I don't know how they had time to get this done. Um, I don't understand. I, I really don't like they were able to gather all these people. You can go ahead and, and get it up, uh, Major. But they were able to gather all the characters and all the people, put it together, shoot it, edit it, and put it out in this on Saturday. So, <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a swimming part. Period. That boy swimming his ass over there. He's but the, from the honorable mention goes to the commentator. The commentator. Get up there. Get up there. Yo, that's wild, though. <laughs> that is so. The commentator is hilarious. Get up there, boy. They were going to hell. She, she was so on it. She was so on it. But, man, Diddy, you ever, I'm telling you. You ever been in a fight? See, I don't even know how to feel about that look because I, I don't know if that means absolutely yes, you better know her. Like, I'm I'm oh this guy, I don't fight. Yeah, no, I grew up in Larkdale behind the swap shop. For those people who know all about Florida and know about the bottom, I grew up behind the swap shop in Larkdale and Westwood. And so, yeah, like Tierney said, your, your looks, it wasn't you you had to have some stuff substance and at times for me you had to know how to defend yourself so oh yeah i'm i'm uh i'm gonna say i'm about 60 percent hood and 40 percent bougie okay i respect that <laughs> i do respect that diddy and now i see it coming out actually <laughs> Yes, yes. So, major um, national holiday. Yeah, Jessica said yeah, it needs right. to be, August 5th needs to be a national holiday. Um, so, let's go ahead and wrap up with this very exciting news. So, you guys, listen, we are so excited to be able to present to you the 10th episode of our series uh, podcast. Let's talk about it. And so, in doing so, we want to give you the opportunity to win a $50 gift card, $50 gift card. And so there it is right there, uh, the $50 gift card giveaway. And Major is going to put on the screen how you can win that $50 gift card. Um, and so this is the way you win now. You subscribe, which is why I said if you're watching on Facebook, you definitely want to hop on over to our YouTube channel. You subscribe to the Let's Talk About It with Didi Sky on our YouTube channel. You're going to like the post. And so those posts are gonna go up tonight. So stand by for those posts. You're gonna like the post and you're gonna tag three friends in the comment section. And to increase your chances, don't forget to watch and like our latest episodes. That's how you win. It's real simple, it's real simple. So if you're already following, okay. you're already subscribed, 
just go ahead and do those steps as well. So connect okay. so three I, friends, so share, like, and, and subscribe. I got, the, I got the share. I got the subscribe. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Like, share, subscribe. Okay. Oh, you can hear y'all can hear you can hear me. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Oh. I can see you trying to figure out how you how you can win. Okay. All right. Well, some lucky winner is gonna win this $50, DD. I guess I'm gonna come to terms with the fact that it's not going to be me. But some it's lucky winner going is you. going to win this $50 gift card. Yes. So. They are going to win, and uh, it will end. The contest ends on what was the date again? August uh, 20 31st. August 31st. That's right, August 31st. And we will announce the winner. Okay, so definitely do that. Look out for the post. What a show tonight, guys! This has been the 10th show, and it just keeps getting better and better. It's like fine wine. And you guys, don't forget the daughter of a junkie. Do not forget that. Check it out. Be sure to get your book. You can pre-order it now through Amazon. The description is in, uh, the link is in our description. Go ahead and pre-order. And, you know, hey, she may have an opportunity for all of you guys, like she said, to come out to the book release. So if you're here in Atlanta, you may have that opportunity. Woo! Wonderful show. I mean, this was a powerful show, Didi. If I were somebody on social media and I would try my very best to stay connected with you, Didi, how would I do yes. that? Please do. Please stay connected with me. It's on all platforms. The D I D I S double K Y Didi Sky right there on all platforms. Follow me. I'm maybe doing something crazy. I, I won't be hitting nobody upside the head with a chair. Um, okay. uh, but don't start none. Won't be none. That's I know that's move. right. No, no, I know none, that's no, right, Didi. And also, don't forget to follow us. We now have an Instagram page for Let's Talk About It. That Instagram page is L-T-A-I-D-I-D-I-S-K-K-Y podcast. Check us Ooh. out. Follow us there as well. Okay, I got to subscribe. Go ahead, subscribe. And hey, I'm going right over there after this, Didi. I'm going over there and getting my subscription on. That's right. That's right. And then how can they keep up with you, Major? Well, if you're if you're in the market uh, for a good time, you can always hit me up on all social media platforms at Design by Major. I'm literally everywhere, guys. Come and hang out, and let's cause a little bit of ruckus. <laughs> I'm scared. If you're, in, if you're in for a good time, what? <laughs> Didi, I, I, you know, earlier when I said for a good time, I, I didn't mean that. Oh my goodness. We're gonna have to talk about talk about this with uh, the sex therapist that's coming up soon. <laughs> Y'all, as we always say, we have some amazing shows lined up for you. I'm telling you. So definitely follow us on all of our platforms, all of our social media, because you don't want to miss anything. And don't forget to like, share and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is key. Tell your friend, tell your family, hop on in. This is where it's all at. It's Let's talk about it with the girl, Dee Sky. Oh, yeah. And when you find yourself in the vehicle because you can't drive and watch it on YouTube, that would be a safety hazard. You can catch us on all your streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Odyssey, YouTube Music, and CastBox.
That's right. That's, don't you miss any, anything. Don't miss a show. We'll be right there with you. So, all right. That's going to do it for this week's, this episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm your girl, the D-I-D-I-S-Double-K-Y-D-D-Sky. And before I go, you know what I say. Go for your goals. Reach for the stars because the sky has no limit. We'll see you soon. Good night. Thank you.